Welcome back to Culture Shock. Let's jump right into it. Let's hop over to the left coast. I'm sorry, the west coast. Now, actually, the left coast. Let's go to Washington State, where Washington State Democrats want to replace the term sex offender to advance a person-first approach. And if this bill is passed, the Sex Offender Policy Board will be changed to a Sex Offense Policy Board. Okay, why does this matter? Well, the bill would also add a convicted sex offender to the board because, according to the Democrats, the sex offender's lived experiences are invaluable. The board membership is not limited to just level one sex offenders who are, you know, the least likely to recommit a sex offense. But the bill also allows the most dangerous felons, level three, to serve on the board. The sex offender would serve alongside victims of sex crimes which is another new addition to the Sex Offense Policy Board. And on a completely unrelated note, State Representative Simmons, who is one of the Democrats sponsoring this bill, served a time for three felony convictions for possession of controlled substances and retail theft. Anyway, a Republican lawmaker was like, hey, why would we advocate and reward a sex offender with this position of authority? And the Dems are like, this moves forward, this person-first approach. And of course, it diversifies the board. The ex-convict Simmons said, while some people may have a stigma for people who have committed a sex offense, I think they have invaluable information to share that can really guide this board. Invaluable information? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of a stigma, and it's that you're a sex offender. I don't think that's a hot take for me to drop here. So you're telling me that a sex offender ruined somebody's life and now it's wrong to label someone as a sex offender because and then we're the mean ones. We're the mean ones. OK, not the sex offender. Got it. We don't want to hurt the sex offenders feelings. It's wild that with all of the problems going on in the world, Democrats are so focused on making sure that their predators are coddled. Yeah, I didn't know you could. I didn't know coddling is now another box you can check off on the Democrats agenda. How uncomfortable that would make some of these victims feel. But of course, they couldn't express those feelings because that would be offensive to the sex offender. Let's uh, let's hop over to New Jersey. This is hilarious because this is like the a perfect example of how Democrats try to fix something that end up making it a million times worse. In May of 2022, a plastic bag, like a grocery bag ban took effect in New Jersey after legislation was signed to ban these single-use plastic bags in the state. The Democrat governor, Phil Murphy, said they were one of the most problematic forms of garbage. Millions of bags end up in landfills, rivers, and oceans. However, a new study shows that this hasn't happened, and plastic pollution has only gotten so much worse since the ban. Before the ban, there was 53 million pounds of plastic bags that were used in New Jersey, which now has skyrocketed to 100 and 51 million pounds since the ban took effect. The shift from plastic bags to these alternative reusable bags resulted in a three times increase in plastic consumption for the bags. The bags required six times as much plastic to make them than in just a single use like plastic bag. What a failed attempt at trying to be environmentally friendly from a Democrat. Should have done a little bit more research into what these reusable bags are supposed to be combating all this plastic waste would actually do. What a flop. Every day I'm shocked by how unshocking the world's becoming. Oh, and this next one, I can't believe this is a real video. Listen to this. 
This person is asking if giving compliments is now considered microaggressions. On today's episode of Is It a Microaggression or Is a White Lady Just Being Nice? A coworker says to me, you're running this meeting very well. Mind you, the person who was supposed to run the meeting didn't come. So it could have just been a nice compliment. What do y'all think? Okay, three things. Impact, intent, precision. Would she have felt compelled to say the same thing to a straight white male? We don't know because we can't guess her intent. Did I feel offended? No, I didn't. But that doesn't mean other people wouldn't be. So I think it's both. And that's why it's important to be explicit with your language. Okay, so complimenting black people is now racist. If this person would have asked me after I gave this compliment to her, if this was a microaggression, or confronted me about it, I would have immediately been like, no, nah, never mind, I take it back. Nah, like I withdraw my compliment if you're going to be like that. If you're going to be ridiculous, I'm sorry that I even wasted my breath giving you a compliment. Like these people want to be offended so badly. that keeps them up at night because they want to be offended so badly. They want to turn compliments into hate so badly. They will like reach and reach and reach to try to do it. They think others are so hateful. When these people are wired, their brains are wired to seek out insults that don't exist. So they can scream racism or homophobia or whatever else they can come up with that fast. They want to be hated so badly. It's becoming a personality trait. And in some gender-affirming news, starting in 2024, just this month, Maryland's Medicaid program now covers gender-affirming treatments. So this is a law that took place January 1st that now covers hormone therapy, voice surgery, therapy, top surgery, gender-affirming surgery, uh, revision of prior gender-affirming procedures, preventative care after transition, facial surgery, hair removal, and that's all for minors as well. Experimentation on our youth is now legally allowed in the state of Maryland. And speaking of all this gender affirmation, let's scroll through some TikToks that I have here recently. First one, we'll just start, um, we'll start listening to this. I think that I would like validation for my gender identity. There are some pictures of me. My pronouns are it and they. My gender is none. I enjoy dressing in a more feminine, I guess, way. But I don't want to be associated with gender. I enjoy looking like a clown. I kind of view myself as a doll. I don't abide by gender. If they don't believe in gender, why does it matter what people call her? Like you said so yourself that your gender is none. How do I validate none? If your gender is meaningless, why do you need the validation? It sounds like you do need the validation because you're not comfortable with yourself and you don't actually believe that your gender is none, that you are non-gender. What does it mean to be non-gender? And in my last few episodes, I've talked about planes and just all of the mayhem that's going on with doors falling off and, you know, pilots being able to be mentally ill and air traffic controllers being able to be manic depressive people who are telling our pilots where and when they can land planes. Um, in case you're wondering what Alaska Air has been doing, here's a video. Gay? 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 gay. When I say gay, you say gay, 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 gay. When I say gay, you say gay, 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 They should put that much effort and energy into making sure that their planes stay intact and their doors are, I don't know, bolted on correctly. 
put even a fraction of that effort and energy into your gay pride dance throughout the terminal, put that into your airplanes and we'll see what the payout is. So many of these airlines are falling apart, like physically and like metaphorically speaking, they're falling apart. But as long as we're promoting a gay pride dance throughout, you know, Terminal A or whatever, it's it's fine. Everything's fine. What what could go wrong? What could go wrong? A D.C. council member is proposing an interesting change to another piece of legislation on drug free zones in the area. Here's a direct quote. Drug free zones. This provision would allow MPD to declare a drug free zone for up to five days in areas experiencing high volumes of drug activity and dangerous crime. I'm working with colleagues to tweak this provision to ensure it does not harm people who are in crisis, specifically people with substance use disorders who need services, not arrest. When they are barred from being in the places their caseworkers know to find them, they don't get support, which is harmful to them and to community safety. Okay, let wait a second. Let me get this straight. The Council of D.C. is worried about allowing the police to designate drug-free zones, even though selling drugs is in fact illegal. But this councilwoman, Brianne Nato, said no, this might inconvenience the drug dealers. These people need services, not jail. Okay, then give them services. Like, what What are we waiting for? Why are we waiting? Does this make the rest of the city a drugs are fine, a drugs are okay zone? Like, drugs are fine here zone. And then in Philly, we have a blueprint for a safer America packet. Philadelphia city leaders have a new policy framework. Well, there's an entire section focusing on fighting institutional white racism. The plan assures residents that the crime rate will go down When every single teacher takes a DEI training and when there are less white teachers in the city. Well, the Democrats are segregating again. So let's do one quick Google search, shall we? One quick Google search told me that Philly documented 410 homicides in 2023 alone. And according to the recently released State of Black Men and Boys in Philadelphia, more than 75% of male homicide victims in Philadelphia are black. I wanted to know more about stats on white on black crime, which is what big cities like Philadelphia are pushing because, you know, the white people are the problem. And I found this interesting article where research on this topic started back in 2020 and has been covered up until now. This is the first bullet point under key findings that Philadelphia concluded after studying nearly 2,000 shootings in the city, okay? This is verbatim, the literal first bullet point. Victims and arrestees for shootings tend to be male, people of color, ages 18 to 35 years old, and have a prior criminal history. The first literal sentence says a lot of the victims and arrestees for these shootings are male and people of color. But white institutional racism is the issue. That's the issue here. Like, DEI training is also becoming, like, a Band-Aid fix for crime. Like, remember the Wheel of Privilege and the Wheel of Power that I covered in the last episode? If not, I'll pop it up here on the screen. But this, there's this chart that New York City schools were pushing on teachers in their diversity training boot camps. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's the, the wheel that says if you're a white athletic kid, you're an oppressor because you were born into a good family, have good parents, and you're healthy. And if you're anything but that, 
you are automatically oppressed. Like these are just two of the many lessons that this wheel of privilege is is now being implemented into Philadelphia policy. It's like the exact same thing, just formatted differently. One's a packet, one's a wheel. One's to cater to children and teachers and how to make that an easier, you know, teaching lesson. The other one is a packet. And what's wild is that this isn't even about safety. It's about nothing but diversity. It's an experiment to see if crime happens to go down with a, with a diversified crowd. Like, criminals don't see a diversity handbook in, like, the city center of any major city and go, oh, I can't raise hell here. Like, combating white racism isn't going to fix an issue of crime in the city. Fixing crime in the city will fix crime in the city. Unbiased reports are telling us that white institutional racism isn't the problem here. But no, as long as we have a pretty little packet here that looks like we're putting our best foot forward to diversify the city of Philadelphia, everything's fine.